Hello and welcome. I am Jody Rye, and this is season one of our show, We Are BC Fed Leaders, where career journeys of amazing public servants in British Columbia and other regions are shared in the hopes of inspiring dialogue, generating ideas, and enhancing learning. This podcast series, the first of its kind in the BC Federal Service, is the brainchild of Cynthia Bouchard, Dr. Judy Beck, and yours truly. The BC Fed Leaders campaign is in full swing, and the momentum for it to be the united voice for leaders in BC is gaining traction. The focus of the BC Fed Leaders campaign launch is cultivating and sustaining a culture of continuous learning, applying systems thinking to how we do things, with the ultimate hope of creating a high-performing public service in BC. This episode with Sylvie Berube, Assistant Deputy Minister, Western and Territories Region at Service Canada, where Sylvie shares her views and experiences related to the theme of innovation. As you listen to Sylvie, I know you will discover some nuggets of learning as I did. And should you wish to connect with me on Twitter at HeyHumantis or at BC Fed Leaders for some dialogue, please do so. Happy listening and happy learning. Good morning. So good to see you, Jody. To you as well. I was thinking about the last time that we worked together, I guess maybe more formally, and mm-hmm. maybe you can call this formal or not, but it was almost six years ago at um, Fisheries and Oceans Canada when you were the associate RDG. Exactly. And now um, we get to be together in this space. And I'm just so uh, looking forward to our conversation together, Jody. I really admire the work that you're doing in terms of looking to build up the uh, leaders community here in British Columbia. And this is a great format to do so. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, different and new, and we appreciate you, um, as always, having space and making time for for sharing your experiences and sharing your views. And so today, uh, you'll be talking to us about innovation. Exactly. Uh, so the reason I wanted to talk about innovation is that, um, so I've got a 31-year career in the federal public service. Um, 10 years were in Ottawa, my first okay. 10 years. Um, and then I moved back to BC uh, in 97. And okay. so I, to, over 20 years of my career has been in a regional setting. Um, I started off as an equivalent to a CR2 for two days if I was any good. Um, and at that point had no post-secondary education. So um, the reason I go there uh, is that it has really fundamentally shaped my view of how we are um, a public servant. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have seen everything uh, from literally the the, um, mailroom, the proverbial Mm -hmm. mailroom, and now here I am, an assistant deputy minister. Um, What I observed in that time, whether it was working um, in more support uh, role capacity or as an officer or as a manager, is that um, innovation uh, and good ideas uh, happen everywhere. Hmm. Um, And that in fact, uh, I was puzzled and continue to be puzzled and I'm working hard at it around innovation and, and how do we go to the people who have the most knowledge Hmm. um, and can really identify where the problems are and really offer up great solutions. And it has nothing to do with the title. 
It's so funny you say that. I was thinking about on the way here about um, title and um, competencies and who, who we go to and who influences us. Yes. And I, I was thinking about so much about my own experience around if it's a certain title, then there's maybe an assumption that that's yeah. where we need to go in terms of subject matter expertise. Um, and I love what you say around it's not necessarily title-based, it's really more heart and mind and idea-based. And if we were to do possibly more of that, which is happening, mm -hmm. but even more, exactly. imagine what's possible. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And for me, why that is so important is that I, um, I love coming to work every day. It doesn't matter what department I've been in. Um, and I believe that is because um, uh, I've been able, fortunate to work with people um, and in an environment where ideas were welcome. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't about, uh, um, hmm. and, and the ideas, the best ideas seem to come from the most unusual places. <laughs> um, and, and so that's just what I've learned in my, in my career and in hmm. my tra trajectory. Um, what I wanted to um, comment on, I'll illustrate with a couple of examples hmm. around, uh, uh, around innovation. And for me, it's not like the big bang theory of innovation. Because okay. for most of us uh, in the public service, uh, we're not uh, going to be able to be really making that big quantum leap by ourselves. Um, and so for me, it's around, well, what what kinds of conditions do we need to have in place for uh, for innovation? So if I go way back um, to when I first started, uh, I was working in a in Ottawa uh, with a group uh, working on uh, aging and seniors related policy. Okay. Um, and I was the uh, admin support uh, of, to that team. Mm -hmm. um, but I had observed that um, they were. Um, gathering data on what was happening across Canada uh, with respect to seniors uh, related programs and, and uh, services that were available but there was no way to pull all of that information together. Okay. So I pitched an idea to the director which was well why don't we um, use a tech it was like leading edge technology the day like a <laughs> database uh, instead of uh, using paper uh, to be able to really contrast uh, and, and compare the types of services then uh, programs that were available across Canada. Right. So I was an admin support person pitching this idea was not in my lane, right? Um, but the director of the day, who went on to become an assistant deputy minister herself, uh, Susan Fletcher, um, had said, well, you know what, Sylvie, why don't you give it a try mm -hmm. um, and see how, how that will go. Um, and so for me, that was very liberating in that uh, I had felt uh, safe enough uh, to bring forward an idea to a leader um, and that she was willing to experiment. Mm. So for me, uh, that's all around the innovation culture that I believe we're, we're building um, and uh, need to continue to mm -hmm. build upon is that willingness to um, experiment. Yeah, absolutely. And we hear so much about risk. Um, yes. Everyone says we're, we're so risk adverse, we're so risk adverse, but yet, as you've described how many years ago, there's there's risk in coming forward and saying something yes. and and then there's this idea and environment of a of, of safety yes and i was curious about yes um you ended up sharing it in your example but i was curious about that so what what does it take for folks to yeah. even feel comfortable coming forward yes. and you said safety yes and so you had yes. folks in that environment providing that which yeah. gave you the 
the confidence or the yeah. safety net yeah. to come forward? Yes, and it's about, uh, and so what I learned from that mm-hmm. and, and what is required, I think, and now that I'm working in a much larger organization at Service Canada, um, is that it's about building those conditions where it's mm-hmm. really clear to people that you are able, like, we want your ideas. Um, you're closest to what you're seeing as the challenge um, and we'll be coming up with the better solutions. Um, and so, uh, and it is about um, how do we really get at that so yeah. that people feel comfortable in bringing mm-hmm. forward their ideas. And, and it means that not all ideas will be accepted, uh, but people need to have a way where their ideas can be surfaced and heard and we can say, yes, that, let's give that a try. Uh, or, no, we're not ready to do that, and this is why. And then the person will still have brought forward their idea. Absolutely. There's fear of, uh, you know, I'm perplexed also with the PSES survey results that we have, which talk about fear of reprisal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be, uh, we can go um, very broad in terms of what that can mean. But coming up with ideas does not in any way undermine uh, anybody. Um, and so it's about uh, getting to our team leaders, our middle managers, mm-hmm. our directors, um, to really foster that kind of an environment where we are looking for the best ideas. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm honestly so excited as you're speaking, yeah. because when I think around what, what, what really drives us, as, mm. as just as humans outside yes. of being public servants, the idea of being able to contribute. Yes. And if the condition of contribution and, and the, the culture is that I get to say something. Yeah. And it's also this sort of expectation that that was part of it and it may not go anywhere, but at least yes. the environment allows for that. I, I totally see what you're saying in terms of it's not a matter of reprisal because who, who shouldn't be in an environment where you can share what you think? Exactly. Um, and as you're talking, I think that the conditions being set up are all of us responsible for, but also individuals like yourself that are in influential positions that may be able to mm-hmm. support the idea moving mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. And maybe folks aren't feeling that that's around. I don't know what, I'm not sure what's causing folks to put in a survey, they feel that there's reprisal. Yeah. But yeah. as you're talking, I, I love the thought around, well, what's wrong with sharing an idea? Exactly, uh, exactly, Jody. And I think that, uh, um, what I've seen, uh, I talked about sort of early in my career where somebody just, okay, you have an idea, let's see where you can go with it. And mm-hmm. it did end up making a difference. Um, I've, uh, uh, more recent examples around, um, this concept of ideas coming from the most unusual or not the typical places you would anticipate, mm-hmm. uh, are around, uh, really bringing in, in a genuine way, employee engagement mm-hmm. and clients. So that we have a full picture. We often um, will come forward with our programmatic answers to what we believe will, um, and what tools we have in our specific toolkit. Um, If we're able to move beyond that uh, and really bring in what are our employees seeing, Mm -hmm. um, what are our clients experiencing, and then for us to really turn that around and look at it from those perspectives so that we're dealing with the entirety of the citizen or the entirety of the problem. Uh, And because the challenges we're trying to address today are just far too complex. 
it's not going to be answered by one program, one department, one level of government. Mm -hmm. We need to pool our thinking and we need to find ways to get at those ideas that will move us forward. Yeah, absolutely. This is sort of like, I I equate it to this idea of systems thinking. So that we as human beings individually are pretty complex. Now add 275,000 of us, (laughs) of the servants, in this large system of systems. Yes. it's, it's complex, as you say, yeah. and so to honor um, all sort of ideas and observations and then as a community yes. doing something, I think there's more power in that. Um, and the folks that I spoke with, uh, Cameron and Deidre, around design thinking, uh-huh. they talked about that as well in right. terms of human-centered approach. Yeah. It's not just you know perhaps your take as an employee or a subject matter expert, but what about the clients? What about the Canadian citizens? And if we kind of gather all of that yes. data, maybe yes. we'll come up with, a, with a, a solution to a problem that we thought we had and then even discover other problems that exactly. we didn't know we had. Exactly. And sometimes uh, it's around the problem definition. Yep. We think that we are solving a, a particular problem and in fact it's a symptom that we're addressing. Right. And by bringing together diverse views, um, whether that is employees, clients, uh, various programs, other departments, uh, we're able to really get a fuller understanding mm-hmm. of the context and to be able to to dig in and really come up with solutions uh, that we would never have thought of. Right. Um, so uh, that's really, really super important to me um, as I'm at this phase of my career in mm-hmm. terms of, well, how do we go move that forward? Um, and I would not want to minimize the importance of relationships uh, in what I'm describing here. Um, earlier on in my career, I was very focused on the task at hand. It's just, uh, you know, there are different profiles of individuals. Um, and so for me, the focus was on the project itself. Um, as I've uh, matured, <laughs> <laughs> and realized that, yeah, I could have the best idea in the world, but if I found no way to bring people along with me or uh, create excitement around what that um, could contribute to not the workplace or to the program, uh, that, uh, that just wasn't going to go anywhere. Sure. Um, and so the, um, the, the, the point I'm wanting to get at there is that it's important to be thinking about those relationships that you're building along the way and um, who else could have uh, mm-hmm. an interest in what I'm interested in. Um, but beyond that is um, we never know when we might need to tap on that person mm-hmm. and um, ask them for their expertise. And uh, so it's, there's a system, I agree with you on the systems thinking or design thinking or agile methodology. There are different methodologies out there uh, which are important uh, and can really move us forward. Uh, but we cannot forget the human dimension mm-hmm. and the fact that we need to really be cultivating those uh, those relationships. And it's about what can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. It's not what can you do to help me. Absolutely. I, I, as you were speaking, I thought of really simply the word empathy uh-huh. um, and building relationships along the, the, the lines of you know, owning who we are, recognizing that we've got our own psychological needs, we've got ego that we want to feed, and that's okay. That's very normal, and, and that's that's just the way it is. And then when you're talking about building relationships, 
and connecting and empathy, mm. uh, the power that that can bring mm -hmm. in terms of moving a task or a mm -hmm. program forward. And then yes, throwing in the systems thinking and the process mapping and all of that. But there's so much beautiful literature out there that talks about at the heart of your organizations are your people. Exactly. Um, that at the end of the day, it's, it's yeah. really all about relationships. And you hear and see that, and, and it's really wonderful to, to, to hear you speak about that, because I think the human element and that it's okay to be real. This is what we're oh, about. Yeah. We don't always see that, I think, in our... Mm. I don't think we always see that in our public service world, to be honest with you. So this is something, if Sylvie were talking to her... Um, 24-year-old mm -hmm. self when I started off uh, in the public service is uh, to really bring my whole me to work. Like I had um, thought I needed to behave in a certain way or, or maybe even needed to dress in a certain way or um, it's we need to show let our true personalities shine through mm -hmm. um, and you and I've worked together um, um, and I think people would say it doesn't matter where I go I like to have fun at work yeah and I know it sounds <laughs> a little bit uh, unexpected uh, but this is I get up every day as I say and I love going to work I find fun uh, and enjoyment and purpose um, in every day at, at my work and so I really toned that down earlier on in my career. Yeah. I, nobody laughs as hard at my jokes as me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I thought I needed, and I have thankfully toned that down, but um, it's around really being authentic. Totally. Uh, bringing our full selves to work. And we are now, um, when I compare our work environment today to uh, where I started, uh, we're talking about mental health in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're talking about diversity and more importantly inclusion um, and that goes back right to where I started around innovation mm -hmm. if people are not bringing their full self their full selves to the office or to the field or where whatever their role is in the organization um, they're not contributing at a hundred percent yeah um, and so uh, for me that is critical around those right conditions mm -hmm. where we bring that forward. We've been doing a lot of work at Service Canada here in Western Canada and Territories Region and responding to the calls to action from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Okay. And that is another area around uh, innovation, I believe, as we've been looking at our hiring practices, mm -hmm. uh, how do we... Um, uh, acknowledge the territories in which we work, mm -hmm. um, how do we engage respectfully um, with uh, the, the full community, um, how do we uh, implement our, our benefits that we deliver in a respectful way. We, we deliver $34 billion wow. in benefits like old age security, CPP, EI, mm -hmm. in the region for which I have responsibility. We deliver $500 million in grants and contributions to community-based organizations. Right. So really looking at how can we utilize those levers mm -hmm. in a way that can be a fuller response to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission calls to action. It feels overwhelming when mm -hmm. you look at, the, you know, uh, there are so many. Yeah. But innovation for me is something that we can do every day and to think about what more could we be doing mm -hmm. that will help move the marker forward and it as I said at the outset it doesn't need to be a huge um, 
endeavor. Sure. It can be small steps at a time. And I think that that's what we, we're able to really move things very far by taking those small steps, yeah, Jody. Absolutely. I, I, as you were talking, we oftentimes, we, we, we talk about innovation. It is sort of the shiny new yes. object or, or technology, right? We'll think, okay, well, this app will help or, or if we do um, video recording for our recruitment processes mm-hmm. or whatever the case might be, which definitely could help. But as you were talking, I feel that it's almost innovation back to basics and yeah. innovation around just how do we how do we just remember who we are and being human and mm. what what does that do in terms of bringing your full self forward right. and the courage that, that takes right so that could be the first granular step is in an organization creating an environment where people do feel they can come forward and be themselves and then throw out an idea and then have that sort of snowball can okay, let's connect that to everything else and now right. let's look at our program. Yes. So the innovation, like where does it start? Does it start from, from us first? First, I guess it's a question. Is that where hmm. one spot that it starts? I don't know. I actually think that it is, if we go back to your um, reference around systems thinking, I think that we need a multi-pronged, very open um, approach that, yes, it can come from the individual, if mm-hmm. I go back to that idea I, I spoke to earlier on in my career, but it's also around, as a manager, what can we be doing to um, uh, invite ideas? Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it just requires an invitation, and people are thinking, oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that you might be interested in that. One of the things that I've done, which is a shout out to uh, the, I think it was Enarchan who de- developed the Take Me With You uh, program. I think so, yeah. Um, which is, uh, like, I'm a huge proponent of that. I'm bringing people to meetings with me, national governance meetings great. that I would never have otherwise. And what's great about that, um, the feedback I get from that, is that uh, people will say, oh, I had no idea that senior management was talking about exactly the th- same things as we were. Right. Um, so they're able to um, get a, a, an understanding around mm-hmm. how ideas make their way through, because, you know, the, the, the overall system. Um, GC, uh, Government of Canada 2020, um, some of the ideas that have come forward through that mechanism, mm-hmm. Lupra 2020, you know, in the next phase of it, um, amazing ideas yeah. and they were they came these were not my ideas these are the ideas of people who are out there and it's like okay bring bring them forward and yeah. we'll see what we can do yeah I like the idea around the invitation piece in terms of it might start from an idea that you have as an employee and then it's okay well what on top of that in terms of your official role what can you contribute to building on that idea and the invitation piece yes so what is your you know if we think about what's our actual role when it comes to being public servants Uh regardless of title and what our contribution can be and perhaps the contribution is opening the space and having the invitation bringing someone to a meeting yes and that's the way that you're able to contribute to innovation or ideas being connected yes yeah it's a great example that you share in terms of your contribution to that when it comes to innovation in this stage of your career. Right. Um, thank you for that, Jody. And it's, uh, I, yes, it's, I'm doing it. I've asked my, my directors are doing it. Um, uh, managers are doing it. So it's a way to, it's also about education mm-hmm. and, and building capacity and demystifying um, how do, um, how are ideas brought forward? How are they positioned? Totally. So it's a kind of also around continuous learning 
um, which is so vitally important and which I am um, a, a continuous learner. I am a perpetual student. Yeah. Perpetual. And I love that when, you, when I think about um, performance management agreements or learning and development and sort of sometimes the angst that managers feel or pressure they might feel in terms of, okay, I've got to provide some support and training. Mm. And the idea of continuous learning and different methods or mediums right. to do that, meetings already scheduled, you've got lots of them. Oh, gosh, One way yeah. that you and your managers can support employees in their learning would be come to a meeting with me. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be formal training and, and money sometimes is a, a huge impediment. So other ways of thinking about how you can support learning by bringing someone to a meeting. And like you right. said, look at the dots that get connected. I didn't know you folks talk about that at a meeting. And oh, right. that now makes me think about this idea that I had. And now, oh, now maybe we can do this. Exactly. What can be generated with that sort of synergy exactly. is pretty cool. And it goes back to my point around ideas come from all places yeah. and unexpected. And so when these meetings are taking place um, and uh, I always will do, so this is what I do, not everybody does this, is I reserve like 15 minutes either immediately afterwards or soon afterwards for a discussion. Oh, nice. How did that go? Did you learn anything? Were there any surprises? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I th- then what they're building on sometimes are great ideas that I will then um, be sharing with my colleagues and go and uh, so it it's about building that kind of excitement yeah. possibilities um, and uh, not title based not even subject matter expertise based because we do need our subject matter experts sure. I told uh, you know I rely upon them mm-hmm. um, but then there could be that little voice uh, or that little whisper that you're hearing over there and it's like oh hadn't thought of that yeah and I like the the uh, the coaching approach oh yes I want to call it that um doing a debrief and throwing out questions to the individual that when we talk about coaching conversations that you just literally described exactly what that what that is and what that can do in terms Mm -hmm. of furthering along idea generation furthering along support of an individual incorporating coaching when it comes to learning yes. because you took that 15 minutes yeah. and thought okay let's do a quick debrief on what you thought about the meeting and what did that make you think about and that's I think really a wonder, another really great example of tying in all these things around innovation idea sharing relationship building yes that's a great a tangible example yeah have a coaching chat with someone yes exactly yeah pretty cool so that's really working uh, very well, um, uh, I would say, Jody. So, you know, when you approached me for this talk, um, uh, for, and I was thinking about how would I frame it, that's why I went to innovation as the organizing um, pillar. Uh, but from that, we can just riff in so many different directions, whether it's around our staffing practices, um, our, how we develop our, our folks, um, how we uh, support them, um, mm-hmm. and then how do we harness those ideas uh, and to create those mechanisms where we can harness the ideas and then to feed back. Because yeah. there's nothing more frustrating than somebody coming up with an idea and never hearing anything about it ever again. Totally. How is that going to, uh, um, what are they going to do the next time they have an idea? they going to try again or are they going to say it doesn't matter probably not yeah right? it probably doesn't matter because it was it wasn't there's a, this thing about um 
hearing and then there's this thing about listening yes. and even if the response back was we, we, we really did hear you we listened here's what happened with it and it's sort of a closed chapter yeah that in itself is powerful because at least they know something happened right it was something happened and it wasn't what yes. I thought was gonna happen but at least it went somewhere right and so I'm gonna try again yeah whereas if they don't hear anything yes then yeah in terms of engagement then you wonder why folks feel disengaged right so uh, I try to reach out to all of our segments in our um, in our working population so we've got our students that we're bringing on board like right. we've uh, hired 111 wow. um, in Service Canada for this term um, and what does that mean in terms of onboarding because mm-hmm. uh, we want to be building the, the uh, public service of the future um, how do we work with our team leaders mm-hmm. um, who have responsibility for um, uh, their teams? Uh, how do we work with our middle managers? Um, and because I'm worried or concerned about our middle managers mm-hmm. uh, because they're kind of straddling um, uh, the uh, um, sort of the old world around how does hierarchy and bureaucracy work and then um, how do we have engage them fully in preparing for the yeah. future? I couldn't, I couldn't agree tough. more. I it's think it's tough. I think they're they're feeling. I think they need a little more love. <laughs> if you yes. want to say that, to say it yes. that way. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah, I think that's a really poignant point that you've made in terms of. Yeah. Um, how, who, who do we and how do we get to the folks that really are the ones that are going to to build the future? Yeah. And I think the middle management cadre is a, a very strong um, stakeholder in that. And I think right. that more support could definitely be needed. So it's wonderful to hear yeah. that your lens is already there yes. and that you're already incorporating ideas and ways to ensure that they are supported in yeah. addition to yeah. students and your clients yeah. and the folks that are already here. And yeah, I think that's really great. My team will hear me say a lot, I often re- refer to, uh, let's not have the usual suspects attend <laughs> or, you know, or participate. And it's really about, uh, uh, I'm dating myself with that reference to a movie, but it's <laughs> really know. about uh, looking to uh, move beyond the who we might traditionally expect would be uh, yeah. uh, coming forward with the best idea. So, um, you know, Jody, I've really enjoyed our, our talk. Um, I think... Um, if there are any thoughts I could leave uh, people with, uh, it's around um, leadership happens at all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean about leadership, it's around problem solving um, and identifying uh, what some of the challenges are and coming up with a range of solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd encourage people to think about that under the, that broad umbrella of innovation. Um, cultivating relationships. Um, I am... I continue to get people say to me, well, I didn't know I could really talk to you because you're the ADM. Like, put mm-hmm. aside any, like, those are self-imposed Absolutely. Um, boundaries. barriers mm-hmm. and boundaries that people place upon them. I'm not the one who's placing that out there. Right. So cultivate relationships, and you might be, like, and with people outside of whom you would naturally expect to be mm-hmm. um, building a relationship or reaching out to. So right. think about that. Think about how you could do that in the BC um, community, in the federal uh, BC Fed leaders community. Um, and, and on the concept, the third point would be around the integration between policy, program, and operations. Okay. We often have silos, mm-hmm. um, and so, 
find ways to uh, be moving. If you're in operations, think about how you can build relationships with people working in policy mm -hmm. and not just the director working those relationships. What's to stop you from picking up the phone? Uh, and I say picking up the phone um, purposefully, <laughs> yes, yeah. because sending an email, um, it, it can be helpful, but if you're looking to build relationships, think of another way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and fourth, um, think about those conditions that will allow yourself to thrive and that you're building for the people you work or that you're working with mm -hmm. and pay it forward. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so, so much. That was a, a beautiful summary. I was just about to ask, what are your final thoughts, Sylvie? Oh, and you okay. naturally went into it, which is great. And really some um, tangible ideas and thoughts that I think our listeners are really going to find valuable, and I hope that they try. I think that would be the coolest thing. Well, thank you so much, Sylvie. My pleasure.